It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big Saturday all across the SPFL. Rangers are looking to reopen a five-point lead against Motherwell before Celtic head to Hearts tomorrow. Neil Warnock's Aberdeen really could be doing with a win, but St Mirren will have other ideas in Paisley. And Dundee, Kilmarnock, Hibs, Ross County and St Johnston Livy make up the Saturday card for Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Clement wants the Rangers fans to remain in their seats until the end of the game against Motherwell as a mark of respect to the Rangers players, but... It's Motherwell staying power that's the important question to be answered at Ibrooks this afternoon. Rangers are rampant. Motherwell in for a long afternoon. Meanwhile, the most intriguing game, St Mirren Aberdeen, Neil Warnock. No wins in five league matches for the Dons, but he has been given a tactical masterclass by None other than Gordon Dale on the motorway Because he ran in to the Aberdeen team bus Not literally, but metaphorically <laughs> And finally, Partick Thistle Dundee United In our area at Fair Hill Race blew it last night against Bottom Club Arbroath They're at Dundee United at Fair Hill today The chance to go three points clear of the Rovers Big stuff going on yeah, I think I think we're now in the territory every weekend's a pressure weekend, not just for the top two, obviously to try and get into the top six. Relegation battles tight as well. So every game is precious out there. Three points is uh, what every team's looking for. Some good fixtures, plenty of goals, plenty of action and plenty of talking points. Yeah, without doubt. I mean, some good fixtures again, and, and they're coming thick and fast now. But one thing's for sure, if you're going to win this week title, you have to take care of your home games. Rangers have to do that today. Will it be as emphatic as last week? That remains to be seen all across the games. Something to be played for. And even at the bottom, St. Johnson, who were looking like they were once going to get dragged into that relegation battle, have it in their grasp to put light between them and Livy. Ten games to go The sun is shining Hugh Keevans I know our league is not perfect Far from it But it does feel like At this stage of the season Every single fixture matters There is a lot To look forward to this afternoon Well Rangers The need for five points Of a lead over Celtic Is of course Uppermost in the minds of the fans Aberdeen Their fans are Up in arms Over Neil Warnock And the lack of success That he's had As interim manager Hibs against Ross County. Well, Ross County could do themselves a real favour by getting further away from the relegation drop zone. And, of course, Dundee at home to Kilmarnock looking to overcome the sensation of losing 7-1 to Celtic in midweek. Meanwhile, Brendan Rodgers drums his fingers and waits to see if Callum McGregor is going to be fit for that game at Tynecastle tomorrow it'll be a very unusual Celtic side without the skipper so what's this big exclusive you're claiming that Neil Warnock waved to you from the Aberdeen team bus yeah. on the M8 this afternoon I obviously recognise me I've spoken to Neil a few times in my days gone by now he must have seen me and went oh there's a dazzler the, the, the thing that's confusing me usually you wait until like at least 15 minutes into a Saturday show before you lie to us. Were you serious mm. on this? Nah, I'm lying. No, no, I'm serious. Whereabouts did you see them? The Precisely. 74. They would get caught up. In fact, their bus will probably be late. 
Um, a very attractive bus. And he gave and you a wee wave then? It's got two, it's got a photo of Shinny and I don't know who the other player is. Very attractive. They've got, they, got blacked out windows. Yeah, but I was right beside them and he obviously was sitting, I seen him. And I looked in and he jumped across. <laughs> that, that, that does sound uh, embellished, quite I'd, frankly. I had a wee wave. He doesn't jump anywhere. Well, he, he moved across, but uh, I'll tell you what, they were late, I've got to say. They were held up. I was I was neck and neck when I couldn't help. I was staring in. No one of those ones that you just kept looking Aye. until somebody eventually Listen, went. I know you've, you've, oh, yeah, you've stared in a few windows in your time. Yeah. 01419511025. Write that down right now because later on you'll be able to have your say. But there's plenty of action to get through before that. Let's go to Ibrox Rangers against Motherwell. Andrew McLean has the teams. Yeah, we all mentioned that every game from now until the end of the season is going to have that running story of closing gaps and extending points when it comes to the top two. Rangers, of course, with a chance today to move five points clear of Celtic ahead of their tough trip to Tynecastle tomorrow. Two very different tests Rangers have had this week and overcome as well. I'm sure the fans here would want to see a similar performance to that 5-0 hammering of Hearts last Saturday. Then they scrapped it out for a vital three points, didn't they, on Wednesday at Rugby Park. Philip Clamontno saying that they'll have to be waiting of Motherwell especially because they are the third top goal scorers in the league despite their position in the Premiership Theo Bear and Jack Vale both in good goal scoring form they gave Rangers a good game here actually earlier on in the season Stuart Kettlewell will be hoping that they can come away with something this time though four changes for Philip Clement coming into this one Barisic, Lawrence, Cortez and Silva drop out in come Yilmaz, Raskin, Sterling and Desser so Jack Butland in goal for them today the back four James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, John Souter and Ridvan Yilmaz John Lundstrom and Nicholas Raskin the two holding midfielders Ross McCausland, Mohamed Diaman Andy and Dujon Sterling in behind Serial Dessers. The substitutes, McCrory, Silva, Jack, Lawrence, Wright, Roof, Davies, Balogun and Barisic. Two changes for Motherwell. Adam Devine drops out. He can't play against his parent club. Sam Nicholson is on the bench for this one. In comes Shane Blaney. Looks as if he'll play at left-back in this game with Georgie Gent only fit enough for the bench Jack Vale comes in from the start as well Liam Kelly in goal for them the back five Stephen O'Donnell Paul McGinn Bevis Mugabe Dan Casey and Shane Blaney the midfield three Davos Ravkovsky Lennon Miller and Blair Spittle Theo Bear and Jack Vale the front two the substitutes Oxburgh Gent Abika, Halliday, Shaw, Nicholson, Elliott, Ferry and Wells. The referee for this one at Ibrox is Alan Muir and the VAR is Ewan Anderson. Halliday back on the bench, fit and raring to go. Andrew McLean sounds fresh enough after the big Clyde one night out last night as well. We'll see how the rest of the team fare as the afternoon goes on. Let's find out the reaction in the studio. Rangers team, Gordon DL. I don't feel like there's ever any big surprise or big conclusion to take away anymore because Philippe Clement can make changes and no one really uh, bats an eyelid and the guys that do stay in have, have generally done a good job recently anyway yeah he likes to he likes to rotate that um, squad every game uh, keeps everybody in their toes Gordon um, even after a magnificent performance against Hearts last weekend 5-0 at Ibrox going on anything that you care to mention um, and then he makes three changes um, and midweek as well so he's not frightened to make changes he's not frightened to you know, throw the gauntlet down to one or two players and say right okay you've got to keep playing uh, very well to keep in this side and uh, that's a big task a big ask for Motherwell today I know a lot of Rangers fans before a Hearts game were saying look we've got to give somebody a real doing they certainly gave it to Hearts Motherwell defensively have not been great this season 
So uh, I think Motherwell will need a big performance today at Ibrox to get out of there. Mark, if there's a Mr. Versatility award to be handed out at the end of the season, it feels like Dujon Sterling's throwing his hat in the ring for that. Oh, without doubt. He comes into the side in a number of positions, never lets his manager down. I keep saying having a player like that within your squad is so important. Um, because he turns out the same performance if that's fullback, if that's centre midfield. He's found himself recently kind of occupying that left midfield role. Um, and we did think it would be more narrow to start with when we saw him against St Mirren there. But he, he did hug the touchline at times. And he's just so athletic. And that's why he gets away with it. Good on the ball as well. And he's been asked to play a role today. Uh, again, McCausland in the side as well. You know, we've seen flashes of him this season. Again, this is a big afternoon for him. But again, what that says. Philip, come on, constantly rotating his side, keeps everybody happy, does right, keeps everybody ready for action, but he's getting the same results out of them. That's very difficult to do, so credit to his players who are sometimes sitting on the bench, probably unhappy that they're not playing, but come in the following week and perform to the maximum. And a huge week for you, Gordon Diel, the week that you finally admitted that maybe Borna Barisic is not Rangers' first-choice left-back, Philippe Clement, full of praise for Reid van Yilmaz yesterday, and he's in the team today. Uh, yeah, um, no surprises after uh, midweek he changed at uh, half-time, Gordon. He'd made those three changes prior to the Hearts game. Barisic come in. Obviously, Yilmaz has been in terrific form, I've got to say that. Maybe it's just the fact that Yilmaz looks like he's got a future there Barisic looks like it's the exit door at, um, in the summer so yeah Yilmaz has been uh, really impressive since he came into the team and I think uh, under Clement he's really shining I think uh, Philippe Clement still on a high after that Clement result in midweek he thought it was a massive win and of course he was correct because they were a goal down but for Jack Butland might have gone two down but they've come back in great style. Tavernier done a terrific goal, took him beyond John Gregg's record. Tavernier is now in his own quiet way becoming a, a Rangers legend. Uh, and then Tom Lawrence finishing the deal with his goal. So I think Rangers have momentum. They have this belief that the league title is within their grasp. And that's why I'm very much afraid that in spite of all the great efforts of Blair Spittel, of the Bear up front and of Lennon Miller, the outstanding player at the club. It just won't be enough. Rangers, with those fans behind them, I think are going to have a comfortable afternoon and win convincingly. A couple of absentees for Motherwell Gordon. Great to see our own Andy Halliday back on the bench, but Georgie Gent only fit for the substitutes bench as well, which means Shane Blaney at left back. It's not a completely alien uh, position to him but not seen him play there too often um, so maybe Short Kettle will a bit limited in his defensive options today Yeah and if you're young McCausland you're you're looking at that situation thinking right I fancy my afternoon here because you're right Blaney's not played a lot of games at left back he's more of a centre back um, but they'll just need to sit there I don't think uh, Stuart Kettlewell will be telling these full backs to get up high and press high up at the pitch because they'll probably be there they'll get everybody behind the ball they'll try and make it difficult they'll try and sit in and then hit Rangers on the counter because they have got one or two, two good players because uh, Hugh's right young um, Lennon Miller's been excellent terrific uh, Spittle you've seen the goals that he's starting to score he's had a great season um, and the bear and if you can get the, the supply to him he can cause problems if you can feed him 
Feed the bear. Right, yeah. Feed them. That would have been a better turn of phrase. But anyway, we'll leave Rangers Motherwell there for now. As soon as we're done with this, let's hear from the two managers. Motherwell, yeah, it's a little bit a strange story. I'm always interested in data because it's, it, uh, it controls your feelings or backups the feelings that you have or not. You see where they are in the league. And I've seen now in the data that there are, and I was surprised about that but because it was something I didn't know. But it's the team who's, who's third in the ranking of scoring most goals in the league. So that was something new for me. So it shows also that we need to play not only uh, a game where we need to be offensively really good to break open the wall, but we need to defend as a team also really well against them. It's going to be also crucial not to be naive. Everything that's happened since I've been at the football club in just over a year would suggest that, that we don't go into our shell and that there is no fear and that we've generally had a, a really good organisation when you know that you're getting into tough games. Um, that's not to say that Rangers don't have a lot of the ball. That's not to say that they don't get a lot of crosses into our box and, and, and that they don't have opportunities because we've had to ride out those moments as well. Um, but I don't sit in front of you alluding to you know, a, a horrendous showing or you know that lack of confidence or, or, or belief going to the big venues and playing against the top sides in the country I don't sit here with that feeling because I, I don't really have too much evidence to suggest that we've been really competitive in these types of games I am assuming the Aberdeen bus has arrived in Paisley for St Mirren Aberdeen David Freel is there yeah Gordon it's arrived Neil Warnock gave me a wee wave there as well so I've joined Gordon DL and getting that pleasure today but it's going to be a big day if he'd said five weeks ago that Gianni Infantino would be in Paisley to watch an Aberdeen side managed by Neil Warnock I don't think anybody would have believed you but it's happening today another surreal moment in the crazy world of Scottish football the FIFA president Infantino is at Loch Lomond for this big IFAB summit he's expected to be in the VIP seats at the Smyza Stadium later on so we'll keep an eye on that and I think Warnock will be hoping the FIFA president's a good luck charm because he badly needs a win here 2-0 home defeat to St Johnson on Wednesday came off the back of a similar loss at Kelly last weekend I think it's fair to say Aberdeen season's in free fall they're just now four points above Ross County are currently in the relegation playoff place she was saying earlier they haven't in such bad form they haven't won a league game since January 2nd Neil Warnock's yet to win a league game he's taken just two points from 15 since taking over he was meant to provide this bounce you know to be this miracle worker but they're actually getting worse to the point where you do wonder if Dave Cormack would make another change if they maybe lose again here today I know that sounds crazy but stranger things have happened this is a really tough away match against a St Mirren team still in course to finish in the top six they're fifth to start the day they want to finish off a decent week they beat St Johnson then get that draw up at Ross County obviously the controversy with the VAR up there they've got a good record against Aberdeen they haven't lost to Aberdeen here in four years they beat them 3-0 at Pataudry in December and are obviously strong favourites today so Neil Warnock badly needs a win but I think he's going to be up against it today St Mirren are unchanged from that Dingwall match Zach Hemming in goals James Bolton Alec Gogic Marcus Fraser at the back Elvis Bomono, Quan, Caelan Boyd Munson Scott Tanza across midfield with Lewis Jameson and Greg Kilty in behind Mikel Mandron subs for St Mirren are Erminski, Dunn, Taylor, Brown, O'Hara, McMenamin, Olisanya, Scott and Ayunga. As for Aberdeen, Neil Warnock's trying everything. He's made four changes today. It looks like a 3-5-2 formation. Milne, Hayes, McGrath, Clarkson all out. Nicky Devlin, Duke, Killian Phillips and Junior Hoyler are all in. So Stephen Gartman, sorry, Kelrow singles, Stephen Gartman, Angus McDonald and Richard Jensen at the back. Nicky Devlin, Connor Barn, Graeme Shinney, Kelly and Phillips and Junior Hoyle across midfield with Duke and Bojan Majowski up front. So for Aberdeen are doing McGrath. 
Clarkson, McGarry, Hayes, Sockler, Polvara, Duncan and Mill. The referee, a very, very sunny smiles at his Nick Walsh and the VAR is Kevin Clancy. Really looking forward to that one. Neil Warnock and Aberdeen desperate for a win, but St Mirren will have other ideas. Let's go to Hibs Ross County, watched by Fraser Wishart. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Gordon, a win for today for Hibs would finish off a, a good week for the team. A win versus fellow top six challengers Dundee last Saturday followed up by a good performance and a point in the derby at heart. So anything other than the three points today, I think, would be unacceptable to the Hibs supporters who come here in good numbers, as always. There's been a good investment in the squad in terms of transfer fees and salaries, so top six is the minimum the fans would accept. And that important win against Dundee have given Easter Road confidence that they can do so. But inconsistency all season for Hibs has been the problem. They always look like they can score. There's some really good attacking players, but equally, they always look like they could lose a goal. So it's always very entertaining at Hibs but perhaps not the kind of entertainment that the Hibs supporters want but new signings Marcondes and Mylida settled in well starting to score and if Dylan Venter can find his scoring boots today you have to fancy Hibs to get the three points but Don Cowie beginning to see positive signs from his struggling county side a vital home win against Livy and a point against St Mirren in the midweek giving them some breathing space between themselves and Livingston at the bottom and these points have also given them hope of catching the teams above them and with St Johnson playing Livingston today County will want to take advantage of whatever that result is by getting something here today, even a point I think they'd be quite happy with. They've got Taman Brophy back from injury, they've got John White up front scoring another goal, so they're quite lively and the key today I think will be how they defend against this potent Hibs attack. County haven't won in 12 away league games, Hibs unbeaten in the last four, but sometimes football can throw up strange results and much of that might depend on which Hibs team turns up. Hibs, unsurprisingly, are unchanged from the team that played in midweek against Hearts 4-2-3-1 formation. David Marshall in goals, Lewis Miller, Will Fish, Rocky Bashiri and Jordan Obita at the back. Nathan Mariah Welsh and Joe Newell in the midfield with Martin Boyle, Emiliano Marcondes and Maiziani Mayolida. But in behind the lone striker, Dylan Venter. Their substitutes, Jojo Wallacott, Paul Hamlin, Dylan Levitt, Ellie Yuan, Chris Cadden, Eliza Mayenda, Lewis Stevenson, Adam LaFondra and Nick Dictarios Triantis for... Uh, for Ross County, two changes. Aina drops to the bench and Simon Murray is injured. In come captain Jack Baldwin after a long absence. They'll be delighted to see him and James Brown. So a 3-5-2, a slight change of formation from Don Kerry today. George Wickens in goals, the back three, Michael Effetti, Jack Baldwin and Ryan Leake. Five across the middle, James Brown, Max Sheaf, Victor Latoury, Eli King and Josh Reed with Eamon Brophy and Jordan White up front. Ross Laidlaw, Cameron Borthwick-Jackson. Josh Sims, George Harmon, Jay Henderson, Brandon Kayla, Teddy Jenks and Loic Aina are the substitutes. And the referee today, Easter Road, is Craig Napier and the VAR is David Monroe. Old pals back together, Dundee against Kilmarnock. Dave Galloway has the teams. Well, we will see, uh, Gordon, uh, what impact a 7-1 scalping from Celtic will have on Dundee this afternoon. They've suffered four defeats to the old firm this season, but have responded positively on each occasion with two wins and two draws in their next matches. Kelly are also keen to bounce back from their narrow loss to Rangers in midweek when they gave a pretty good account of themselves. Two good footballing sides looking to to cement their places in the top six. The Dark Blues could certainly do with the three points as they have Hibbs and Motherwell right behind them all set to pounce. But a Kelly victory would be a big step towards them kneeling down a top half slot as the split edges ever closer. An entertaining encounter is on the cards here. To the teams then, and not surprisingly, after that 7-1 drubbing, lots of changes for Dundee. Tony Doherty has made no fewer than six of them. 
now the men coming in uh, John McCracken Scott Tiffany Lyle Cameron Josh Mulligan Aaron Donnelly and Mo Silla out drop Trevor Carson Jordan McGee Ricky Lamy Finley Robertson Malachi Boteng and Amadou Bakayoko so John McCracken in goals it looks like a 4-3-3 this afternoon a back four then of Antonio Portales Joe Shocknessy Aaron Donnelly and Owen Beck midfield Lyle Cameron Mosilla and Luke McCowan up top Curtis Main supported by Josh Mulligan and Scott Tiffany the subs for the D's today uh, Legstons Sharp Dodgson Astley, Bakayoko, Lamy, Boteng, Mellon and Costello. Kilmarnock, uh, like I say, they did uh, not too badly uh, despite that 2-1 defeat against Rangers. Just the one change for them, it's Robbie Dees in for Stuart Finlay. So Will Dennis in goals, across the back Joe Wright, Lewis Mayo, Robbie Dees and Corey Ndaba. Midfield, Danny Armstrong, Liam Polworth, Liam Donnelly and Matty Kennedy. Up front, it's Marley Watkins and Kyle Vassell. The subs, O'Hara, McKenzie, Watson, Balagizi, Murray, Cameron, uh, Davies, uh, Mackay Stephen and Van Veen. To the officials and referee today is Colin Stephen on VAR duties, Greg Aitken. And very quickly back to Ibrooks because I know we tend to focus on the players who are involved. But big news, Andrew, about one Rangers player who's not involved. Yeah, Philip Clement saying yesterday that Oscar Cortez uh, has an injury. Of course, he came off in that game against Kilmarnock midweek. Well, he's now confirmed in a pre-match interview that Oscar Cortez is going to be out with a long-term injury. Doesn't look good at all. Of course, he's only on loan until the summer at this point, so Rangers are going to be in contact with Lons to see what the next steps are. Potentially could need an operation as well. So you do wonder whether his season is over just by the language given by Philip Clement. It'll be one that the Rangers fans will be concerned about as well because he was very impressive in his first few appearances as well. Yep, bad news that Rangers fans Oscar Cortez looking like he's out long term We are up to speed with the team news And we'll take a look at some of the week's biggest talking points next Action as it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL all in the studio We've got the top team around the grounds A fantastic day of Premiership action And plenty to get our teeth into down the lower leagues as well Let's take a look at some of the Bigger picture From this midweek Now that we've got you up to speed With the team news It's getting very easy for me Fraser I don't feel like I have to be Very creative I feel like at the moment Every week we just check in on a Saturday And see what developments If any there's been in the title race Since we spoke last What can we take away from midweek? Well, I, th- I think you can take away that Rangers are right in this uh, this title race and they're not going to roll over, uh, perhaps as easy as they have done in many of the recent years. I, I was at the game down at Rugby Park and uh, uh, we all talk about that Jack, Jack Butlin save, but Liam Donnelly missed a couple of real chances, I think one especially in the opening minutes. Headers from six yards as well and Kamarnock were up for it and for, up until Tavernier scored, Rangers were, were, were rocking. Of course, just got that one bit of, bit of brilliance uh, from James Tavernier and the whole dynamic changed. The fans were really up for it as well and they rode their team on, got the other goal and then saw out the game. But uh, that was a tricky game and uh, Derek McInnes was quite rightly afterwards proud of the way his team played and Philip Clement also complimented them as well. So that was a big, big win. When you add that to 
the, the win last week, comprehensive win against Hearts, the th- third best team in the country. Rangers are up for, up for this, and Celtic are the, the team now who can't afford any slip-ups over the next few weeks before the Oldham game. Was it one of those midweeks, David Field, where though like both sides of Glasgow could claim that that was some sort of marker or significant result? You know, the the difficulty of the fixture on paper for Rangers, the way they came back, the character shown, and then the emphatic nature of Celtic's win. Yeah, Gordon, I mean, I think both sides will take a lot from the games, as you said, for very different reasons. Rangers, to me, it looked like a really tricky game. It's even trickier when you're 1-0 down at half-time, having not played very well. So to come out and then go in front so quickly and play with such authority in the second half, I thought it spoke a lot for what Philip Clement has done with that team. In terms of Celtic, I think Hugh said the performance fell out of the sky. I know exactly what he means, but... I don't think it's any coincidence that Celtic in probably the last game and a half, you know, the second half against Motherwell, last half out against Motherwell, and then in midweek against Indy, it's coincided with Cameron Carter-Vickers coming back. To me, Celtic will just look a completely different team with him in the side. I think he brings so much leadership, so much security at the back. And to get a 7-1 win when Celtic, you know, we've been accused of not being entertaining, not scoring enough goals, I think it gives Celtic a huge boost going a really, really tricky game at Tynecastle tomorrow. Yeah, is that fair, Hugh? Is a uh, we always talk about kind of good cop, bad cop in Glasgow. Just one of those nights where everybody was happy and everybody claimed that they should be happier than the other side. Well, uh, you know, the halftime score from Celtic Park came across like an optical illusion. Six nil. You know, for a team that you started been, cleaning your glasses, didn't you? you yeah, thought you were I seeing actually things. moved closer to the television because I thought that that looked like six nil to me, uh, and it was an, an amazing performance. I thought. Daniel Kelly's goal in the second half was outstanding uh, he's 18 years old he's out of contract in the summer it's a real test of uh, Celtic's powers of persuasion to get him to sign an extension to that contract Celtic have lost young boys before to the the Bundesliga uh, and uh, Daniel Kelly represented by Jeremy Frimprong's uh, agent so you know they have to get him Nailed down because he looks an outstanding prospect. I'll be very interesting, interested to see if he makes an appearance at Tynecastle tomorrow. Uh, but you're right, the Celtic fans at half time delivered an ovation to the team. At that point, Rangers were losing, and the Celtic fans thought they could see the promised land. But Rangers came back in the second half, and for the first time in a long time, you've got the feeling that it is on a knife edge. It will only Remain that way if Celtic win at Tynecastle tomorrow because they have to, they're chasing Rangers and they have to chase them in a meaningful way. Any points dropped at Tynecastle tomorrow would be a major setback after what happened midweek. Yeah, we talk about fixtures on paper, Fraser, that doesn't all, always work out that way, but I think there was a feeling if we went back to this time last week, people said this is a about as tough a test as, as Rangers can face Hearts are the third best team in the country They're flying Then have to go away to Comarnock um, They've come through that with six points And then it almost flips back Doesn't it onto Celtic Where you look at again on paper And say well Tynecastle is a real sort of standout Difficult fixture Yeah I think we've said it in the last, uh, last few weeks in, in recent years The traditional tough fixtures if you like For the old firm, particularly Celtic Because they've dominated our league for the last number of years, they, they just kind of rolled teams over, you know, they, they just kind of won against Hearts and won against Aberdeen and Hibs, but, uh, but obviously Hearts are, are a, a better team this year than they have been perhaps the last couple of years in Kilmarnock, 
the surface does does make, uh, make a difference. It does. It's a challenge. I could see in Rangers because Fabio Silva up front, the ball was getting knocked long. It was bouncing around. It was you know, uh, Kelly were brilliant. It just swarming round onto the second balls as well. Barisic was getting a tough time from Dan Armstrong on, on that surface when they get balls in the box. So these were going to be big games, you know. And uh, Rangers have come through them, particularly the commandment game. I, th- I think everybody could see who's there. You know, the, the emotion and the reaction from Felix Clément. He knew that his side were struggling, you know, after 55 minutes. Start the second half, Kelly came out and played just the way they had in the first half, but then the Rangers just found a way of turning it around, and that's what that's what happens. Sometimes they'll score one goal against either the old firm, and then there's another one in within two or three minutes, and the game just changes dramatically. So so for me, big game tomorrow for, for, uh, for Celtic. I, I just think that Rangers don't look like they're going to drop many points, and Celtic really don't. What are we going into the old firm game? More than a couple of points behind them, so so it's a big test for Celtic to see whether they can keep this good recent form in the last week up. Having been there and sort of witnessed it, Fraser, sometimes when a team makes an improvement under a new manager, you always hear that phrase, don't you? That uh, fans will say, "We would have lost that last season, or we would have dropped points there early in the season." And it's a great statement because nobody can really prove it one way or the other. But was it the type of night that got that feeling? Did you see something in that Rangers team that maybe hasn't been there? Yeah, I, I did, and, and I think it's a valid point. You know, we all see how oh, they wouldn't have won that under Michael Beale, but they, they didn't. You know, lost one nil at the start of the season when it was a similar type of game, but they didn't come back. Um, but it was on a bit of a knife edge for Rangers. You know, that the Jack Button save was absolutely outstanding. But there was other instances. I said earlier, Liam Donnelly, and a few other instances in the box as well where. Rangers could have been further behind but just that bit of magic from Tavernier free kick 25 yards out and it, that all of a sudden the whole dynamic changed and Rangers supporters were, were in good voice for most of the game but, but that just turned the, the notch up three or, four, three or four times because it was, it was really behind the team and you could just see that Kamarnock were rocking for a wee while as well and then towards the end Kamarnock again came back into a few chances a bit of pressure in the box as well and Rangers having to defend as well so that there is a bit of a, a steal there but that, a lot of that just comes from confidence and Clement looks as if he's that type of manager who gives players confidence, who believes in his players. I think he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a disappointment as well, but not, not, not way over the top. But the players are taken to him and uh, they're certainly enjoying their football. I mean, David, it's such a different challenge for Celtic going to Tynecastle than it was midweek. But do you feel like they needed that? They needed not only a win, but a really emphatic one going into the big game tomorrow? Yeah, because there's no doubt Celtic's confidence had, I'm not going to say gone, but if you looked at some of the recent performances, even winning games, there just wasn't that flair about it, there wasn't that sort of, kind of try to think, you know, the entertainment value, all that sort of stuff. So I think to, to win so convincingly, you know, to be 6-0 up at half-time, to be pl- go back to playing free, free-flowing football, and it was the same in the last half against Motherwell, it was really, really good. I just think it, it changes the entire dynamic around Celtic. I think suddenly Brendan Rodgers will be looking at players and, and they're all bursting to play and suddenly they've all got confidence. And I think if you'd have said, you know, before that game in midweek, going to Tynecastle, you know, Celtic, it's always going to be tough, but I think Celtic are far more confident mood now and I, I expect Celtic to go and get a result there tomorrow, Gordon. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating day for sure. Uh, a news story in the end came out of Celtic yesterday, David, actually. We debated it quite a bit on the show last night that Celtic's head of recruitment, Mark Lawwell, chief scout, had resigned uh, from the club what did you make of that your kind of reaction are you surprised timing wise what jumped out for you no, I'm not really surprised Gordon it has been rumbling on um, for a couple of weeks now you know a lot of speculation a lot of rumours am I surprised not really um, I don't know the ins and outs of the reason why Mark decided to step down 
I think if you look at the scrutiny on Celtic's transfers, a lot of it has been pretty personal towards him. I think that's a bit unfair. Um, yeah, he leads the scouting team, but the managers do push the buttons on the signings. And look, I think it was obviously an environment that was becoming pretty difficult um, in terms of just the, the, as I said, the scrutiny focus on him. And I don't really, if that was a key reason, I don't really blame him for, for walking away and deciding to go and you know, pick up another job somewhere. I'm sure he will. He had 10 years at City Group. Um, Joe Dudgeon also left yesterday as well. I think he was of a similar mind just to go and do something different. And look, that sometimes happens when managers move on. I know a lot of Celtic fans will look at, you know, Mark Lawwell and, and Peter Lawwell as the chairman, but he, he was brought in by Ange Postacoglu. I know for a fact he did have a really, really strong working relationship with Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, it's probably not worked out in the last year um, for him, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Mark Lawwell team up again with Ange Postacoglu down the line at Spurs. Not a hugely controversial conclusion, Mark, to look at the last couple of windows if you're a Celtic fan, feel that the recruitment hasn't been good enough and then analyse the position of the head of recruitment. That's just par for the course. We've said before, it's always one of those roles that we are very much on the outside. You're never really going to know what what member of the recruitment team recommends which player what part the manager plays we do it all the time is that a Brendan Rodgers signing and is that you know we 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 don't really know the ins and outs which makes it a bit more difficult but like I say when it's all said and done if you look at the last two windows 99.5% of Celtic fans will say that they wanted some improvement in recruitment and yeah. whether that's Mark Lowell's sole responsibility or not he's decided to walk away yeah a lot of guesswork assumption from Outside the club on that role, and it's a, a role that's became more visible over the years. I mean, I think back to my time at Celtic, nobody had any idea if it was a Gordon Stratton sign and Peter Lawwell was the chief exec or the head of first team scouting, but now it is so visible and probably accountable if things don't go right. And I agree with David on that. I, I agree it is unfair to just put it all at Mark Lawwell's feet or the head of any recruitment team's feet because there's a lot because isn't it the player coming in doesn't he quite fit into the style the system the country whatever underperforms the manager doesn't he get the best of it. so there's a lot of people involved in the transfer but it looks like you know that's what's led to Mark leaving um, he has resigned he has walked away but you look at the players he brought in compared to what was before and it was it was always going to be very difficult to live up to what Celtic brought in before. Hitati, Kyogo, O'Reilly, Jota, Carter Vickers, Maeda even in there, just before he took on his role. Then you look at his Johnson, Moya, Wata, Jens, you know, you go through the list, Bernardo, Palma. Now, there's still been successes in there, and there might still be successes. Some are in the infancy of their Celtic career at the minute. Who knows if Palma will spark into life or, or go the other way. You know, Bernardo, will he become a permanent signing? In a couple of years' time, people say, by the way, he wasn't a bad signing and he's been sold on for a huge profit. Johnson, he's not had the best season this season, very good last season, so he's had successes, but no doubt he's had failures as well. That's what's led to him resigning. The rationale behind any transfer window is to strengthen the squad, primarily to strengthen the first team. Celtic's last two transfer windows have not achieved that target. The terminology is important. Mark Lowell was not sacked by Celtic. He resigned from Celtic. For me, resignation is an indication that all was not going well. 
Well let's not worry too much longer About signings and comings and goings Because it's all about who's here currently And we've got big games round the country Three o'clock kickoffs are getting ever closer And we go back around those grounds next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the studio There's a bit of a presentation going on at Ibrooks. Andrew McLean, who is being recognised there? Yeah, Stephen Davis is just down pitch side at the moment He's being inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame He's just doing an interview that the fans are listening into at the moment Over to my left as well, there is a big banner as well from the supporters it says Stephen Davis MBE, 370 appearances, 140 international caps 70 assists, 28 goals, 3 League Cups, 3 Scottish Cups, 4 League Trophies Hall of Famer, he certainly is a Rangers legend across two spells at the club, found a lot of success here and he's much loved by everyone in this stadium, so he's just getting a round of applause at the moment as he addresses the supporters and reflects on his time here at Ibrooks. And one karaoke night out with Mark Wilson, that was missing oh, I, from the banner. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that when I asked Mark Wilson, what's your real standout memory of Stephen Davis's yeah. long, illustrious career? And he told us about the time that they... Went to karaoke You've got to remember the, the lighter moments in life That's, you. Oh, that's course, the type of yeah. insight that you're brought here for Quite frankly So well done to <laughs> Stephen Davis Hopefully enjoys his afternoon I had a lighter moment last night Sitting with Gordon Duncan And with oh. Mark Wilson And uh, getting close to a rock star And Callum Beatty so, uh, I saw you nodding away at Some of the tunes uh, A few tales from last night I'm keen to explore before the end of the show But we've got business to take care of Before we get round to kick off Let's go back to St Mirren and Aberdeen We're going to make like Almost like making light of it And all Neil Warnock And listen to what he's got to say And oh now he Now he really needs a win But He really really needs a win David Field today doesn't he? Yeah It's become a bit of a circus To be perfectly honest with you Gordon I was down obviously For the show last week At Kelly For Aberdeen's game And I was actually quite Taken aback after the game By it was almost like Neil Warnock was absolving himself from any blame for the form and the results. He was just, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm here, I'm trying my best. And I know he got a lot of criticism during the week. Um, guys like Willie Miller, you know, don't get a bigger Aberdeen legend than Willie. And, and yesterday he says, oh, I don't listen to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just here and I, I, I want to be here. I want to just help the team. But he needs to start winning games. It's almost like he's just here to scratch an itch to, oh, just to say that I, I manage a big club in Scotland. But... I don't really see where Aberdeen are going under Neil Warnock. I don't really get it, what, what they're trying to do. I don't get why Dave Cormack and Alan Burroughs decided to go down this route because it's just turning into an absolute circus. And if Aberdeen don't win today, they're in deep, deep trouble. And there's a good crowd here today for Aberdeen gone. There's a lot of Central Belt fans always take the opportunity to come and watch them at St Man. And if this goes badly today, the Aberdeen players, the chairman and Neil Warnock are going to really, really get it in the neck. I agree with David Friel. I think that if... St Mirren beat Aberdeen today The Aberdeen board have a decision to make Seriously? Yeah Like, like I know it's bad I was there on Wednesday I heard the booing But What would that be like Six six games in Five league games yeah, Or but, something Six but, league games I think But the players Are clearly not buying in To the Neil Warnock experiment And the fans certainly aren't buying into it If you continue to slide And they have No wins in their last five games <coughs> If you continue to slide closer to that relegation playoff place, that for Aberdeen Football Club is a disgrace. Yeah, and and you, you cannot have your destiny uh, in the hands of a man who is not capable of shaping your destiny in a positive way. I do get that, Fraser Wish, and I recognise a lot of what Hugh's saying, and maybe I'm being too general about it. It just feels like 
are there any circumstances under which you should look to part with a manager after six league games? Well, if they drop down, if they lose today and St Johnston win uh, and say Ross County pick up a point or two here, um, then uh, all of a sudden the pressure's on for, for that relegation place. You know, and I'm sitting in the stand at Easter Road and uh, chatting to Billy Dodge, who's one of the other broadcasters, and he was in the squad uh, many years ago when, when Aberdeen actually did end up in the playoffs. I was playing at that, that time for Hearts at that time as well. We were down there as well. So it can happen to big clubs, and uh, if, if they lose the next couple of games, I think they've got Motherwell away, and I think they've then got uh, Ross County, I think, coming up maybe in the next couple of weeks. So all of a sudden, they don't get a win the next couple of games. The Ross County game becomes huge. And I'm just looking at the list of, of managers as you were talking there. Dennis McInnes left on the 8th of March 2021, and since then they've had Stephen Glass get less than a year, Jim Goodwin get less than a year, Barry Robson get less than a year, They've had Barry Robson and Neil Warnock in as, as interim managers and Paul Sheehan as well. It's just a list of, of, of the managers, you know, and, and Dave Cormack and the rest of the Aberdeen board have made, made those decisions. So where do they go now? Because they've gone with a young guy, Stephen Glass, who's going to bring in great football. They went with Jim Goodwin, who had done well at, uh, at, at St Mirren, and they're looking for him to bring in that kind of, that kind of strength into the team. And then they brought in Barry Robson, who I don't think was ever in the running for the manager's job when he, when he got the, the caretaker job, but did so well they gave him the job, came through the years. Where do they go now? They've now gone to the complete opposite with Neil Warnock, so they need to work out what they're going to do. But they've invested big in, in transfer fees and wages over the, the last 12 months because of the, the guaranteed European money. They're not going to be in Europe next year, so Aberdeen are really at a crucial um, fork in the road, I think. Teams you're watching today, though, Fraser, it feels like there's a lot of incentive there. Let's go Hibs first, because you almost forget that you know we're focused on can they make top six? And although they're only a point off top six, so they might. Their Edinburgh rivals are 21 points better off. There's almost no way that they can turn this season into a, a genuine success from here. Um, is, the ba- is the battle for, for Nick Montgomery really, though, to just make top six? Would, would fans kind of swallow that? Is that minimum requirement and then just try and build again? Yeah, I, I think I think they'd have to swallow that and give Nick, Nick Montgomery that chance uh, over the summertime, this new relationship or ownership or whoever in charge of, of uh, from Bournemouth as well, whether that's a good thing for Scottish football or not, that our clubs will come and feed our clubs for English Premier Premier League clubs is, is another another argument, but there's going to be investment, they're going to get the benefit of good players coming from, from Bournemouth as well, so that's getting to the summertime, but you're right, the top six is an absolute minimum, and, and again you're looking at the investment in, in, the, in the team but again, but Aberdeen the board have got to look at themselves as well in terms of the turnover of managers. You know, they just turn them over and turn them over. So Nick Montgomery is already, I think, this summer. He'll get into the summer. I, I sincerely hope so. He seems a decent bloke. And then come the start of next season again, the pressure is going to build because he's going to be backed and he's going to get players. And it's about turning those players into into a, a really good team. And they've got something. There's something here. You can see it. When every time I watch them, there's, there's always something happening on the park. Unfortunately for Hib supporters, sometimes it's at the wrong end. There's goals going in at the wrong end. So if, if they're looking at their squad, if they can keep this together, add a couple of players, maybe bring in a, a, a centre-back or a couple of centre-backs, they might have something next season. But you're right, this year, it's about getting top six. And I went today, Dundee not winning against Kilmarnock, and they're in the top six. And I think Hibs are favourites to get that final place. Let's hear from some of the managers involved. These were the pre-match thoughts of Neil Warnock. If you win your own battles and the result don't come, you can't, you know, you, you can't ask any more. And fans will always, always support you like that. In, in fairness, I don't think anybody's not tried. I think we've, we've had a lot of uh, demoralising 
goals against that have really knocked our confidence at times. And uh, just when we're on top, you know, they seem to have, you know, knocked us a little back. But, I'm, 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 you know, I think we've just got to be positive. And uh, that's what I'm going to try and instill. You know, let's have a go when we can. I know we'll be under pressure from the way St Mirren are, but, you know, I think we've just got to go there and, and give them a good game. Aberdeen have got a lot of good players. You know, Aberdeen are a good side. Yeah, they're in a moment that they're they're not getting the results that they want at the minute. But if you look through their squad and the money that's been spent on their squad and, and putting that together, then you know they it only takes one moment to, to cause you a problem. And as I say, I've I've got total respect for them. There'll be certainly no underestimation on on our part. We know that we have to be right at the very top of our our game, which we weren't on Tuesday night. Um, saying that we had 60% possession and we played in front of them too much we didn't deliver balls into areas and our, our quality of delivery wasn't what it has been so we need to improve on Tuesday to get a result and we're, we're under no illusions that was a, a tough tough game That's you pretty much set pre-match then we'll keep a close eye on St Johnston Livy because that is huge at the bottom we said it because we meant it every game today carrying a real significance as we tick towards the end of the season kick-off coming next we'll go back to Ibrox Team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Minutes away from kickoff across the Scottish Premiership and beyond. Let's build up to the kickoff at Ibrox. It's Rangers against Motherwell. Andrew McLean is there. Yeah, just waiting for the teams to make their way out the tunnel at the moment here at Ibrox. An expected, an expectant crowd, I should say, and no wonder, given the recent form, Philip Clamonti has the belief of these Rangers supporters will be hoping that they listen to his words as well this week he's asking them to stay right to the end of games here some fans are liable to head out early to get the subway to beat the traffic but he's asking the supporters to stay right until the end he's hoping his side as well will be able to put in the type of performance that will keep fans on the edge of their seats for that full 98 minutes as well like they did against Hearts last weekend I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be a tougher game than it was but Rangers showed real quality in that match, obviously had to show different qualities during the week as well to get that victory away to Kilmarnock after going a goal down up against Motherwell today, who do make it tricky when they go to the likes of Ibrox and Celtic Park, they've competed well against both of those sides away from home this season, I'm sure as well there will be a lot of eyes on Lennon Miller the 17 year old, he's really impressed this season, but especially so in the last 7 days with his performance against Celtic last weekend and his midweek performance as well, the players now out on the pitch shaking hands. I'll read you the team lineups that have been chosen by both managers. Four changes for Philip Clement, Barisic, Lawrence, Cortez, and Silva all drop out. It is a long term injury for Oscar Cortez as well, as confirmed by Philip Clement just before the game. In come Yilmaz, Raskin, Sterling, and Dessert. So it's Jack Butland in goal for Rangers. The back four James Tavernier, Connor Golton, John Sutter, and Red Van Yilmaz. The two holding midfielders, John Lundstrom and Nicholas Raskin. It means that Mohamed Diamandi will have a bit more of an attacking role in this game as the number 10. Ross McCausland on one side, the versatile Dujon Sterling on the other. Cyril Dessers is the lone striker today. The substitutes, McCrory, Silva, Jack, Lawrence, Wright, Roof, Davies, Balligan and Barisic. Two changes for Motherwell coming into this one. Adam Devine is on loan from Rangers, so he can't play in this game. He drops out of the starting lineup as well as Sam Nicholson. In comes Shane Blaney and Jack Vale. So it's going to be Liam Kelly in goal. The back five, Stephen O'Donnell, Paul McGinn, Bevis McGabby, Dan Casey 
and Shane Blade in midfield three Tabor Zraskowski Lennon Miller and Blair Spittle the two up top Theo Bear and Jack Vale the substitutes Oxborough Gent Obika Halliday Shaw Nicholson Elliot Ferry and Wells the referee for this one at Ibrooks is Alan Muir the VAR is Ewan Anderson and we are just about to get underway here at Ibrooks. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy New Year New Start Quit the cigarettes with the smoking cessation programme Right, come on then, let's see what you three have in your locker Start with Ibrox, give me your predictions for today Don't forget St Johnson Livy is an important one as well Home win Rangers mm-hmm. Home win St Mirren The Aberdeen misery to continue for me Hibbs home win against Ross County Dundee against Kilmarnock Away win Derek McInnes And a draw in Perth, St Johnston, Livy. I'm different from you this week, Hugh. We were two weeks in a row the same. I'm going to go for Rangers home win, a draw for Neil Warnock's Aberdeen away at St Mirren. I'll go for a Hibs win against Ross County, a draw up at Dens Park, and I'll go St Johnston home win against Livy. Right, it's a full house at Ibrooks, uh, Rangers. I'm going. Some mother will fan you up. Yeah, I've got to. There's no point kidding myself on. Just hope for the best. St Mirren, Aberdeen. Neil looked very positive on the bus, I've got to say. I'm going to <laughs> draw. Neil now, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the lad. Um, I'm going for Hibs. Home <laughs> no, what was it you called? Was it the lad? lad yeah. You referred to, did you hear Thursday night? You referred to 75 year old Neil Warnock yes. as the lad. I was listening. Superb. Yeah, that's how I think he recognised me. I thought today. of myself as a 74 year old lad straight yeah, away. Yeah, you've got to you think uh, positive. Hibs to beat Ross County. I'm going, this is my surprise one. I'm going for a home win Dundee Kilmarnock. Oh. And I'm going for a home win St. Johnson. Okay, I don't mind that at all. We're underway at Clyde SSB. If you want to tweet, you can agree or disagree with those predictions. We'll stay in touch with each other throughout the afternoon. And we'll have your say on the open line a bit later on as well. Uh, Some interesting football. Some interesting spectators. I've had a message in from Paul McNeil. It's a picture of his young son with Gianni Infantino at Paisley. Says he's definitely a saint. <laughs> That's a strange one, eh? For all, all the games to go, he's surely going to for Hill. Gianni, that's, that's where the reaction is going to be. Well, especially. Oh, how's state. this for a start? What? Goal flashes with MD Green Pharmacy. St. Mirren. Nil Aberdeen 1 And it's Mark Wilson's Breaking protege Connor Barron 60 seconds on the clock It's a screamer 30 yards Top corner That is what Neil Warnock Was looking for Gianni Infantino Stands up and says Today I am a Don At the sign Of that Connor Barron goal It was a great run by Duke Gogic cleared it out Bang Great finish If they lose It'll be the Don's manager By 5 o'clock But that is an Sensational start for Aberdeen Totally out the blue Unexpected Call it what you will uh, Now Now where do we all go from here? I'd like that If um, if it did go wrong Then Neil Warnock could walk in and say Today I am resigning <laughs> Yeah, yeah I Today like I am a specky tube I just want to know How how Scottish can we make it That famous Jenny Infantino What was that in the World Cup wasn't it? Yeah Yeah. I can't believe he survived that I can't believe he's still To say the least Yeah Unreal Where is he Lock Holman this weekend? Yeah Yeah But truthfully Nice place for a meeting You know you were there Gordon You were at Pataudry midweek I mean 90 excruciating minutes for Aberdeen 
and they come right out the traps after a 2-0 defeat from St Johnston and go in front I, I'm shocked uh, Cyril Desos took a bit of a bang early on at Ibrooks. I think a bit of a dead leg or something he's gone off for a bit of treatment but I don't think the the medical staff or Cyril Desos are very impressed about it referees having a bit of an argument there as they wait for Cyril Desos to come back on so nothing really doing in the Ibrooks sunshine look at that the Palmerston Pep winning oh, out yeah, the trap. one up Alexander Ferguson well, that's not famous like Scottish football name oh he needs a win today though, doesn't today, he Stirling Albion oh well, that'll be good uh, Partick Thistle won Dundee United nil. Brian Graham on three minutes that's a good start for your employer Mark very good start so yeah. Jim is your mate he is he is oh, I like yeah. everyone in that fixture I like oh, my old yeah. club Jim's my mate my employer who you want to win uh, Thistle Thistle Of course Thistle Come yeah, on crawler. I was torn Because I've told you many times That my brother-in-law Plays for Stirling Albion And I spoke to him yesterday And I thought Obviously Usually that's where Loyalties would lie Could we do that To Big Marv Could we Oh could, you've could got we to go away family But then Marv won't come For Wednesday show <laughs> yeah. And I'll have to chase Some yeah. other pundits I'm Do you know what I mean So <laughs> you've got to weigh These things up what your priorities really are But anyway A long way to go in that one A lot of goals in Scotland Early on Spartans won East Fife nil. Corner Motherwell but They've had the ball In the better areas Inside the opening minutes At Ibrox But you'd have to say though Dundee United lost midweek To Airdrie At home You cannot be going about Losing in this fashion You know Wraith Rovers really made a mess of it Against our Broth last night This is Dundee United's chance To go three clear they cannot come out of Mary Hill not having done that. Both of them at the top of the league. Incredible. It's weird because it's so good for so long and then just hitting a shaky spell. The disappointing heads over, sorry. Disappointing thing is for Thistle that their poor results coincided with Dundee United and Wraith's poor result. If they had just kept winning, it would have been a whole lot closer. I'm being very loose with the comparison here, but remember when Hearts won the championship and like they won it, but it just was not convincing enough for loads of the fans and they, they got Grumpy about it Then they ended up Coming up and doing well When they They got there You get the feeling Looking at Wraith's Reluctance to take advantage That Dundee United Are going to do this Still yes. They're just not in Much style Not in sparkling form mm. But I think they will have enough To go over the line They've got to fall over the line But they need to start uh, Picking up results I know One or two Ooh, United Liam fans Kelly gets happy. away with one He rushes to the edge of his box The ball bounces past him And mm. Mugabe has to hook it away uh, from Dessers I know the Motherwell goalkeepers Come in for a little bit Of criticism this season um, He does get away with it But not uh, Not a classic And sure. it doesn't come to anything At the moment Let me give you your teaser please you okay. are, You're going to give them it The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online Here's a cheeky wee one for you can you name five current Scottish Premiership players who have represented their country at a major tournament and at the Olympics? Five current Scottish Premiership players who have represented their country at a major tournament and at the Olympic Games. Oh, so that's a tough not one. the Winter Olympics, is it? <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a teaser yeah. there you go. Any Scottish Premiership players Taking part in the bobsleigh before oh, I'm yeah. not sure um, But it's a good question from Hugh At Clyde SSB You need to give all the names 
on one tweet and you need to do it quicker than everyone else so in true Olympic fashion on your marks get set go see that there we've got the indoor yeah. athletics world championships oh, in Glasgow yeah. I well. love that I love that I've, I've been watching it did you all see the long jumper almost land on the rake yeah that would have been a <laughs> sore one still raking the sand pit and he nearly landed on it yeah he wouldn't be jumping today if Ooh. he landed on it do you know what I, th- I find very surprising it wouldn't have suited me see the 70 yard run at the finish line you've got to run up and throw yourself onto the board well not the boards the pad mm-hmm. to sh- slow you down well what, what else would you well you think they'd have a bigger runway just don't, 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 don't see you don't see that in the Olympics do you well, it's the world it's it's championship indoor. it's indoors but indoor. make it make it bigger make it longer I love Dave but you want them to rebuild the arenas that they're in you make it longer I, because you could harm somebody Mark I was watching last night they get a big padded crash I love the oh, 8 well. out of 15 8 of 15 that's we've my got an early goal at Ibrox Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Feed the bear and he will do the rest it's Theo Bear in off the post Motherwell had started bright and they've got the goal. It was a mix-up at the back from Rangers that allowed them in. And Theo Bear's impressive goal-scoring form continues. It's Rangers nil, Motherwell one. Well, flabber my gasped for a second time. Aberdeen a goal up in the minute. Rangers a goal down. This is incredible stuff. You, I would not have put two bob on Motherwell scoring at Ibrox at any stage today third highest scorers in the league why mm, would you not yeah. have faith that the third highest scorers in the league could score I'm not saying win the game no but if that suggests if there's any team apart from Celtic that's going to score at Ibrox it would be Motherwell well I just thought that uh, the crowd everything about Rangers midweek the the momentum the the fact that Clement can clearly see the title at the end of the the road here but to be a goal down first of all 100% credit to Motherwell and I can imagine the atmosphere inside Ibrox now the, the the whole mood will have changed I thought the way Motherwell started against Celtic in that first 45 minutes was looked really good you know they, they had a clear plan what to do to try and get in behind Celtic last week now I don't know if it's taken on the same form but definitely created chances within that and Bear played a crucial role <coughs> within that Again, I don't know how the goals came about, but Theo Bear, after Christmas, has come into some run of form. Yeah, I was watching Motherwell train yesterday. I can't take credit, sorry, I was just going to say, to describe the goal to you and to Mark, um, (coughs) I was going to say before the game that the Bear and Vale partnership, you know, if Motherwell were going to get up the pitch, because Jack Vale's come in, been really good. good. It's excellent from him. Too strong for John Souter. Rangers will be really disappointed. Souter commits... Vale just sort of shrugs him off, plays the ball across, and Bear fires it in off the post. I've been I've been impressed with Vale. Uh, get a good goal against Livingston. Uh, good header, composed. Um, Is he on loan? Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Blackburn. Blackburn, good player. Good Did you player. not hear Andy Halliday's story about him? No. So it's often said I wouldn't dare make cheap, stereotypical digs at you footballers, but that your talent can often be in your feet. All right. Yeah. And maybe yeah, yeah. don't. Maybe maybe thinking is not. Always, you know, I would agree. Part of the what do you think? I'm with you. Come on, <laughs> what you're saying is the boys already switched off. Yeah. He, you remember the three all at Pataudry? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he get they get back on the team bus, and someone says to Jack Vale, So, what did you think of Pataudry? And he says, What one was he? What position did he play? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
That's good. But he's very good like at that. football so oh, far. So that's, um, that's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> he is very good. Uh, I mean, last week again, I thought he ran his, his heart off. Um, contributed to the game last and again the day he started well. So a good sign in that. But th- there is a f- there's still a, there's a feeling about Ranger Hewn. Yeah. When Motherwell were jogging back into the half and Rangers were putting the ball down, Ibrox kind of erupted as if to say, "Come right, on, come on, let's get back yeah. into this." And there is plenty of time. But a great start for Motherwell. We've said it a few times, but Theo Bear one goal at St Johnson. He felt he didn't get a fair chance. Mm. To be fair to him. Sign for Motherwell Motherwell fans Neutral observers Everybody saying It's not a very Inspiring signing It's now his 11th league goal Of the season mm, I was one of those I'll put my hand up When, when he I, had to play Second fiddle to Mika Bireth In the first yeah, half of the season Yeah when I When I seen him He got off to a good start He got his first goal Up at Dundee Didn't he First half And then he sort of Disappeared a little bit And I watched him A few times And thought to myself You know Where's Motherwell Got to get the goals But all credit to him He's been Absolutely brilliant It's his ninth since Christmas Yeah he's been brilliant He's really impressive Some I don't know why you go for his Christmas But it's certainly sure worked <laughs> Goal Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy There's something about goals in off the post today And Dundee have taken the lead Tony Dock gets one over on his old pal for now In Derek McInnes And it's Scott Tiffany He's been in amongst the goals recently In off the post Great done A great run I should say Down the left Cuts inside And off the post Might have hit the goalkeeper Is it one of those That goes down as the The own goal I'll find out for you But either way Dundee lead Kilmarnock By a goal To nil Well up to the Dazzler he, He's forecast a home I was my, I was my nap today That'll do him I hope a lot of people took uh, The advice I, I gave At Aye. 3 o'clock I'm sure they would have But an early goal mm. See after coming off Losing 7 And being at the game <laughs> yeah. For so long You're and you're coming up against Kilmarnock You know that could have been a tricky one Just a bad night all round though Do you see the story with the team bus? Yeah Did oh. it break down or something? It broke down road. on London Road So Celtic's team bus Had just dropped Celtic off I had to go and pick the Dundee players up They must have been rubbing their hands oh. off And then, there's a difference in buses As well as They were budget. only on it for two minutes Ah but Bit of comfort and Hold then, on hold on What do you mean they picked them up? They took them back to Dens? No No it was before the game Celtic Park before the game before the game And then right. Dundee's bus so That's why they didn't park the bus <laughs> had to get <laughs> Exactly The plan oh, was right. out the window That's why they shipped seven oh, listen, There was no bus to park Celtic Park's been known for a lot of people to break down there I, I remember that Yeah it was, I was horrendous I remember That's right For people who are unfamiliar on. with the story Gordon Dale got a new car And it had the start stop technology And the button for the ignition And he, he basically <laughs> didn't turn his car off uh, And went to an entire game at Celtic Park And came back to find the battery I imagine people suitably drained it, in the car park I mean, It was embarrassing This car's wrong It was embarrassing I've got to say Airdrie L Queen's Park 1 Dom Thomas with the goal As suspected by Dave Galloway's description I think that might have gone down as a Will Dennis own goal That's in fashion at the moment See Mitov had one the other yeah. he, last weekend didn't he um, But anyway I don't think the managers or the fans care too much It's Dundee 1 <coughs> Kilmarnock 0 So lots happening in the top flight already Apart from Fraser Wishart who says 12 gone, nothing happening Oh dear mm. so, Plenty of time But a bit of a crowd there I'll tell you that Oh I'm sure Since you're obsessed Yeah I'm obsessed With the Hibs crowd I I think Let's hope there are no Objects getting chucked No no That was poor Hibs fans It's a really problematic um, Line between Scenes we don't like to see And But that was pretty funny When he caught the pie And ate it 
there. There's obviously a serious element to this. See if they just threw pies. Uh, but then, I still don't know if we should like no, actively encourage no, that. But no, I do but, get what you but mean. The, the, leading to the more serious point, but we have a problem in Scott, Scottish football. We have a a problem with serious misbehaviour, yeah. and uh, we, the, we should not deny it and not live in a state of denial. We've got a problem. There, far too much of that goes on. I mean, the bottle openers. Grim, isn't it? Yeah, really, really grim when you see that. And you know what? See, when you see Lauren Chalmers, what about his reactions, though? Yeah. To dodge that, and he's yeah. lucky he's got such good reactions because that would have left. Like the, and again, yeah. not to make light of it, but the pie was like verging on understandable. Like, I mean, I wouldn't throw a pie myself, but that sort of reaction, the bottle opener's ridiculous. Yeah. Let's not even give that any more attention than it deserves. The AirPod. Who throws an AirPod? Expensive stuff. I know. That's... Just out the ear and like. Yeah. Ve- this is one of them ones off Wish <laughs> or something like that. Maybe you know, I other discounted websites ones. are available. Hi. Need, I wonder your man could do rough. A man of your um. What's the word I'm looking for? Stature. No, someone who's um efficient Stature. with their money. <laughs> shall we say? Right, okay. Thrifty. 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 You wouldn't be chucking away AirPods, would you? Absolutely not. I wouldn't have chucked my pie away. <laughs> I, I think I've, I would have been a now bit It is a very interesting point there because the cost of catering inside football grounds now is going up and up and up. So oh, somebody's bought the pie. Me. I got a fright of Pitodri the other night. Oh, you, Did you have to me? Buy a not, pie? I used to think of myself as a man of the people go to these football games, but I'm stuck in here with you all the time. It wasn't even a pie, it was a bag of sweets. I nearly had to remortgage oh, yeah. myself to go. Yeah, I've get, seen this. Oh, Telling you, I told you the other night. That's the putting up the prices to pay off all the managers to keep getting rid of. <laughs> There's every chance. Aye, everything's getting inflated, so they can pay off Barry Robson, probably Jim Goodwin still, Neil Warnock's next. And mm. my day it was all macaroon bars and spear, yeah. spearmint gum, spearmint chewing gum. That's all they sold at the. Actually, they'd come up, get your macaroon bar and your spearmint <laughs> yeah. gum. Get your macaroon bar. Yeah. Right? And he so, tries to tell us to take his era of football know, seriously. seriously. Unbelievable. Right. And you would I don't know why What food? Chew, no Why would they Why would they sell chewing gum? Just cause it was Exciting And you could move your oh, mouth Chewing gum was <laughs> exciting Oh Imagine living in your days Oh I, cause, cause <laughs> You would always go With your pal to the games And you, you know Fur Park Because that's where I used to go And you would say Right it's your turn this week For the macaroon bars And the spearmint gum there but it was go. never your turn I know that exactly. when, uh, when did chewing gum come out then? You must remember When, when did chewing gum come out? Hi well, like, As an invention Hi Do you remember well, the leftovers? I, I was born in the 1940s And there was chewing gum All of my life Was there? Right okay <laughs> What? What? This okay. show never fails to Just in case it was a more recent The roads that we go down Recent thing I do remember leftovers I, no, I, I got a few He's a leftover Bit of a poor attempt there from Cyril Dessers. It was a header from a Yilmaz cross. He really should have done better. But that tends to be the story with Dessers. He gets a lot of chances, so there's every chance that he will go on to. He needs four chances to score one. And, you know, he's got enough goals on his CV at Rangers to to say, fair enough. Yeah. If you need four chances, fair enough, because yeah. you're scoring plenty. Don't get me wrong. Some... By the way, just this is not in the sitter territory or anything like that, but just to let you know, uh, right, there was a, a hint of a delay or a VAR check for a penalty to St Mirren, uh, but didn't get asked to go to the monitor, so no penalty there. If any of the injustice from the handball midweek is lingering on, oh. Stephen Robinson will be extra frustrated, I am sure. It wasn't a vintage decision, was it? Sounds like, no, no, it was a terrible decision, but uh, the, the game... 
Today's game sounds like a, a decent watch mm. for David Friel. Do you watch it Tuesday here? Oh, it's shocking. I, honestly, I I wouldn't have let myself go to bed at midnight as a punishment for watching <laughs> the second half. Uh, That's it. You talk up Scottish football for us. I've got to, I've got to be honest. It was the worst ah, game yeah, standard. Yep. And if you're listening, it was ridiculous. What about the handball decision? Oh, that was terrible. I was terrible. I felt for St. Mirren, but it was one of those decisions that just. They didn't notice it. They played on and on, and it really. But St. Man, the way they hit penalties, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. But the second half was ridiculous. Diomandi's shown he has an eye for goal from distance. He's just robbed Blair Spittle, and he's hit one goal. Word is a fairly straightforward save for Liam Kelly. Twenty-five yards out, couldn't find the corner like he has done on two other occasions. Uh, and on we go. Still Rangers nil, Motherwell won that Theo Bear goal. Giving Stuart Kettlewell a great start. The, the psychology of it, Mark, because you've been on two sides, you've been there with Dundee United, you've been there as the bigger team. As a Celtic player, the Hugh Keevens, oh, he's thrown his hands up in the air. <laughs> I thought he was really annoyed at something I'd said, then I realised that Brighton have gone a goal down. Okay, now I spot it. Um, a bit like the game against Celtic last week, Mark, when you take the lead early, it can't be described as a bad thing. But does it almost play with your head a bit in terms of game plan? And I saw so many Motherwell fans complaining late in that game. Why have we decided to sit back oh, when I it's know. clearly not? It's not a conscious decision. It's the worst argument. It's one I used to hate. But it's just an automatic reaction. And you've got to remember the opposition you're playing against, how good they are as players. And you know what they're trying to get out of the game. Of course they're going to take the game to you. Um, and it gets so difficult because you're drawn towards your own goal that's what happened to Motherwell last week and Celtic made them pay um, early on in the game just now it's slightly different I remember going to uh, Ibrox with Dundee United my first spell there and I think we went 1-0 up within 7 minutes Stuart Duff scored and I honestly I remember at this day looking at the clock thinking long way to go wow right we'll not celebrate too much but every pass in 10 minutes Sounds obvious You're looking at the big clock Going right okay That's ticked off That's it You get to half time But even when you're coming out For the second 45 You're just expecting An onslaught And it's hard to get out sometimes We managed to hold on that night I don't know how It was one of the You know The rare occasions I went there With Dundee United And won Motherwell will be home for the same But extremely I'm difficult I'm thinking back to the first caller Super scoreboard Tuesday night He baffled you Gordon And you Gordon The other Gordon uh, by trying to prove that Rangers were having a bad season and that uh, you know that there was too much criticism of Celtic and uh, he'll be he'll be calling in at five o'clock if Mother will win this game one 0 Well, plenty of time for things to change, but it has been a good start for Motherwell there. That goal to the good, good start for Aberdeen. They needed it. An absolute screamer from Connor Barron, a stunning early strike, very early, sixty odd seconds. On the clock there in that one And Dundee have the lead against Kilmarnock Nothing between Hibs and Ross County Or St Johnson Livy either Nothing doing in that one So well, I'd keep you an eye the teaser. Yeah, why not? Oh, I forgot about the teaser Can you name five current Scottish Premiership players Who have represented their country at a major tournament And at the Olympic Games? Okay, a dipping Yilmaz effort from distance saved by Liam Kelly So Rangers trying to get themselves back on level terms You struggling with the question today Gordon DL Not like you yeah. You're more of a Who am I man though, Yeah I'll, really? just, I'll destroy that In the second half 
Uh, right, let's see what we've got. Derek FM's given it a good go, but he's gone for Jack Butland. Not yeah. there. So he wasn't part of that Team GB um, squad, I guess. Remember that? Anybody from Scotland getting that? No. no. Uh, and they're all English, were they not? Apart from Bale, Giggs, or Giggs, something like yeah, and Bellamy. <laughs> right, okay, something like that. I think Actually, I went to some of the. I went to one of the Olympic Games, but I don't think it was Team GB. It was Brazil and someone at Old Trafford. Did you get near the Olympic Village at any time? No. Well, no. I was. I was thinking that um, Chris Kellen went um, with New Zealand, and he loved it. The, Olymp- aye. the Olympic okay. Village, aye, did he? What did they say they got up to? Just like board games and stuff like that. Yeah, it was very. It's just a good opportunity friendly. to meet like people from around the world and just get to know them. That sort of thing. Great. Yeah. He says that uh, it was. Did he? Did he? Did he, he genuinely loved it. He, genuinely he, loved yeah. it. he says it was. Just, <laughs> it was just like uh, a night out. Aye, a night out. <laughs> yeah. Constantly, oh, and you're just mixing with loads of different. Mixing right yeah. enough. Aye, right. Okay, and we'll move on. Uh, what else have we got? Aussie boy wants to throw in Miller. I don't really know. Oh, maybe Lewis Miller. He means no. No. Something that might give you a wee clue as to the direction you want to go down. Uh, Hatati Trick Hero wants to throw in Borna Barisic. Not there. Right, okay. Uh, bit of a delay there. Dessers was adamant his shirt was pulled as a cross came in, uh, but play on in the end. Spartans 1, East 5 1, Alan Troughton. Keep your guesses coming at Clyde SSB. Well, 25 minutes in at Ibrooks, you know, and Dessers was trying his luck to see if he can get a penalty. And you can imagine the crowd. Uh, the atmosphere will be cranked up a good bit because this was the last thing the Rangers fans saw as well. Ooh, the Palmerston Pep is being levelled up. Queen of the South won Sterling Albion won Josh McPake on 27 minutes. I think that's two goals and two games for the new Sterling Albion signing there. See if he goes at this rate, we're not going to see him again on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I look forward to Wednesday night's my bath night. I know it is, yeah. And I, I like li- listening to the big mm. guy. Uh, but. It's just not happening for him just now. And the board have all agreed to step down. Yeah, that's right. The Queen of the South? Yeah, yeah. full board, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So he's run the club. Marv. Marv. Yeah. He'll know Sackie will he? Manager. I know caretaker. a director of football that's been out of the Worked job for a while. I was brilliant at that one. Get those, get those cheap Nike boots dusted You've off. still got them. Get I've them got the them in the back of my car. I will get them back. They were they're great. Just sign you and Marvin mixing at the. I would tell them the same way. The gym. I ushered you. Cafe, I told discounts. you before, you were good at Airdrie. You went with we Sid to the Sahara <laughs> Desert to break in. Sahara Sid. Uh, Sahara <laughs> Sid. I've told you. Anyway, he's moved into a new line of work. He's moved into events. It was him. He was the one that was behind the Willy Wonka experience <laughs> in Glasgow last week. By the way, petition up to, to bring it back like four thousand to bring it back. It's honestly like I'm, I can't stop looking at it. Gets brought back. I, I can't stop going. looking at all the stuff. And because I always, because I spend all my life in here, I keep thinking like, could you lot create it? We said last night. There's Grandpa Joe right there. Yeah. In yeah, the corner. Shirt. Hugh yeah. Evans has actually got Grandpa Joe's shot sure on. Man. Yeah. He's quite I'm, happy to take that mantle. What I'm a bit confused out of you two is which one of you. It's, it's mostly you I don't really know Where he fits in Mark Wilson But Gordon right. Dale I can't decide If you are Willy Wonka Or if you're the Or if you or if he's the unknown <laughs> I don't you know the one With the mask on Uncle Gordon Have you seen the unknown in. I've never seen it Gordon I've no idea I, What you're talking about the only about. person In the world That's unaware of this story He's I've never d- seen the film I've never seen the film Oh, no, but forget the film 
uh, the, the unknown is known in the film either That's just popped up at the Glasgow version <laughs> oh, right, Of okay. this show The guy's obviously had a hole in his script and thought He's just put too many character in And he's a sort of mysterious scary figure With I'll like a silver then. mask and long hair Because you have said in the show before you, You're quite into dressing up Not, not like that like, oh, oh, as, In terms of you want to be a mascot Remember you said that yeah. So you could be the unknown in the Willy Wonka experience. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sitting here waiting for my big uh, debut with the. Remember he the is play? Perfect, Grandpa. Look at Grandpa Joe there, grandpa just quiet Joe. in the yeah. corner. Perfect yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, I am a grandpa, so I'm half the way there. You don't like chocolate though, which is a bit problematic. Uh, grandpa Joe. <coughs> Joe's also my Joseph is my middle name. Very so, that. Yeah. It is, it's That's sorted. perfectly. Although bear in mind, look, by the looks of the Glasgow show, the kids don't get chocolate anyway, so <laughs> no, I think you'll be no. fine. Be <laughs> limited refreshments fine. they got, didn't they? A wee quarter cup of limeade or something. Somebody, like that. Uh, send let's send producer Michael out to the shop, see if we can get you the unknown outfit and we'll get you to yeah, audition hair. silver hair give you a look at it and you've got the you want to see the unknown the creepiness yeah. right, okay. let's see if I'm going to play my pop, part pops out through behind the mirror and uh, I'm sure you've done that I'm sure oh. you've told me you've done that before a few times yeah I like a wee look in the mirror there we go no, you got that in your locker it just pops out and you have to act quite like scary and mysterious yeah, quite like that you've yeah. got that do you yeah I think I can I can handle that right good <clears throat> uh, yeah, we need to get a back. When need a lot of back, we'll, we'll get along. Me and you will go along. But to Willy Wonka. So you, you're not, you're unaware of this full thing. Have I'm, you ever I, seen the? I've got a Netflix documentary, The Fire Festival. Yes. Think probably. of this as being like Glasgow's answer to the Fire Festival, right? Right. With kids chucked in <laughs> just for extra disappointment, <laughs> with, with kids tears thrown in, <laughs> just as like a. Yeah, an extra bonus. So it's not the best, is that's what you are trying. It wasn't what it w- was advertised to be, okay. basically. Right. I'm uh, surprised this is. Honestly, it's genuinely made like headlines in America and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I've my two that. youngest grandchildren are raging because they weren't taken to it. They, they, it's a badge of honour to have been there. Aye. Aye. That's it. People are now trying to get involved and go yeah, back. I get was it, there. Get so it can't be that bad if people. But, are, but that's what? the thing. It, it that was. Bad. But it's it's like <laughs> ironic. How much is it to get? It was 35 quid That's what? the point That's the point That's the story Where have you been this week? 35 quid <laughs> Well I better watch what I'm saying I'll be taking off air We'll be trying to get freebies to that I'm sure Right no, no more goals to tell you about At the Moment um, Just double checking No I don't think so Oh Matthew's got a good idea He says uh, Surely your Perma orange tan Makes you an Oompa Loompa from your no you he's talking about me? you Mark Wilson <laughs> he's not he's <laughs> Matthew's right your sports scene maker oh, sports scene by the way kid, can I? you're the Oompa you're the unknown you're Grandpa Joe and I like that I don't know we'll Oompa, find a Willy Wonka Oompa, out the rest Oompa, of the Oompa, the cast yeah. <laughs> aye, aye my, my makeup yeah I had a you've not been invited back onto sports scene no it's not after that that's what happens when you you get handed a bag of makeup and you've never done it in your life. They said his punditry was good, but that <laughs> face cannot go on TV again. face was two-tone. Because I tuned in, actually, on... Would that have been Wednesday... No, Sunday night to sports scene. Oh, mate. And I heard that you... I heard you on co-commentary. Co-com. Co- oh, co- so that makes sense, because you don't get Terrible. to see your face. Keep me off off camera. At yeah, that point, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. but that, that's knowledge. not your gig. Co-coms. Oh, you were terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. The feedback, the feedback I'm getting. I'm giving you good feedback. I thought, I thought you were all right. The feedback as I'm a, getting is positive. As a friend, I'll positive. Positive. 
Do not put yourself in that position. Yeah, you are yeah. fine. I'll be covering the big ones soon. Don't worry. You tune, tune in tomorrow night. <laughs> Again, back on, I'm back. Are you back tomorrow? <laughs> are you? I'm, I'm bad. back. For exactly. a half Celtic game? Yes, I'll be there. And what are you doing? Just what we've been speaking about, Coco. Yeah, for the last five minutes. <laughs> oh, my Thanks good. for listening. Ah, I'm not watching that. Ibrook's <laughs> um, not happy Or most of it Dan Casey slides in Does win the ball But catches McCausland On the follow through Which as we know Is problematic But no free kick given Looked a sore one and, uh, Sounds like the crowd Are getting tetchy As they would but I one think thing it was just sure. More a reaction to that To that challenge if, Than anything If it stays the same Come on we'll change it At half time yeah. I don't think there's You know any doubt about that The way he goes about his business By the way if things were that bad and they were playing poorly, it would change it even before half time. He's a manager that doesn't hang about. Yeah, I don't, listen, I don't think it's a particularly bad performance yet. They just happen to be uh, behind. Oh, Hugh Keevens, the sigh that you heard there was Fulham going 2 0 up against Brighton. You see, Deserby and his spiky hair are annoying me now. I, I think it's time for the chop. <laughs> well, he's here. Oh, him. Yeah. him. Him. There is also not. Him. Oh. Behave. He's been. I, yeah, as a man that doesn't hang about Hugh Evans. Get him out Do you know who else is not hanging out. about The Ackies And they've been getting a lot of stitch recently But Kelty nil Hart, uh, Hamilton Ackies 3 Akeem Rose on 32 minutes A flying start there The problem is They ain't catching Falkirk are they? No, no. Not a chance now I think disappointment Was that last week through the week As well um, That's going to be the earliest League win In Scotland this season isn't it? But By some distance You'd they have to win it. How many but, games? Oh, it's, it's a bit early to forecast that exactly But what were they 14 clear well, going into that, today Is it more than that Anyway Montrose 1 Aloha 1 Taylor Stephen with the goal On 32 minutes As Ross McCausland Walks off gingerly At Ibrox Not going well Is that another Rangers one of those and Is that another one of those words Does anyone ever walk gingerly Apart from on a football pitch When they've just Received a heavy tackle exactly. You don't see anyone what Walking down the street Do you say, oh, look at him, He's walking gingerly and what is the meaning behind it? Gingerly Yeah G- Bobbling Type thing But why gingerly? I don't know mate I don't As know. if he's going to know I know I don't know why I'm asking I'm looking at you I know, I But know. you're going to impart some wisdom on me The problem is You're thinking you're going to get an answer And it's just not coming Chiefly with reference to walking or dancing With small elegant steps Elegantly, daintily But now like To walk, to be cautious or careful mm. Just because you expect it to be dangerous, unpleasant, doesn't see where it's coming from, though, I'm afraid. Mm, okay. I've learned nothing there. <laughs> Everybody's a school day in here. Yeah. yeah. An approved school day. Yeah, it does come from just meaning delicately or elegantly. So it's maybe just been twisted a little bit over the over the years. Fabio Silva's getting ready, Ross McCausland. Gingerly makes his way to the so Fabio, dressing room straight away. More importantly, Fabio Silva. Off a side then Which When I saw him at first I thought hmm, Number 9 Not so sure I thought he was more A 10 or off a side But He's done okay In the number 9 yeah, role he's been good Yeah yeah. So It's interesting though We had that Rangers fan last night Saying cup final tomorrow If there was a cup final tomorrow Dessler's definitely the man To lead the line And yeah. not Fabio Silva I agree with that Yeah, yeah I think he's uh, He's a better option As a number 9 But Silva's a good player I like Silva I think uh, when he gets it deep, he's got good feet. He can go at players. He can go by players. He'll get you the odd goal. But if you're looking for a box player, and I know the Q's saying that many chances that Dessers miss, but what I like about it is he's there to miss the chances. The Morton run in serious danger now. They're 15 undefeated. Now they're two down to Cali Thistle. 
Yeah. See, I, we, we do aim to educate Chris Watson's just sent me a message to say because of Ginger Rogers dancing. Yeah. And Chris has ginger hair, so he would be an expert on this, perhaps. Of course. Fred you, Astaire you would and have Ginger to think. Rogers. That's so, uh, it was a day and that's where the word No, no. And he's ginger Chris hair, doesn't pretty, get him. Pretty confident. And Andy, the photo doctor, has done us a real turn here. He's done. He's. We've got a mock up of Grandpa Shug. There we are. That's you straight into the Willy Wonka experience. That's not even that, that's not a Photoshop. That's just you waking up this morning. We're a bit longer here. That's that you. Actually, you're looking very good there. How are you trying to say he's not looking good in the, the oh, light? skin complexion looks better there. Is that AI oh, well, generated? He, did, uh, well, he doesn't drink red wine through that screen. That's the problem. <laughs> how did the how did the uh, uh, Mandron to the header wide? By the way, for Saint Mirren should have scored. Silva's playing off the left. For Rangers um, How did the red wine go down last night? We said Friday night It was the big mm. Clyde 1 staff night out For the 50th anniversary of this Proud I institution the, the perfect night out Lovely three courser Bottle of red Callum Beatty was terrific And A son-in-law came and picked me up A Night out, he nights out very efficiently. This guy, because mm. we were on the show last night, we got there at half eight. I saw him walk out the room at twenty past ten. He doesn't hang. <laughs> he does not hang around. That's the way he do it. He sees how much red wine. Uh, uh, please uh, drink responsibly, um, and not a penny spent. And just yeah. back out the <laughs> well, and not yeah. even not even a taxi home. <laughs> he can't ask for much better you see, than that. If you pay That's for their weddings, Friday, if you pay for their weddings, they are beholden <laughs> to you. <laughs> My favourite part of it was the his dessert. Right, you know he's fussy. Yeah. Right, you know he eats like a child <laughs> in some right. ways. Sticky toffee pudding and ice cream comes, and he turns his nose up at it. He says <sighs> to the waitress, "Can I, can I just have ice, ice cream, cream, please?" So she goes away and comes back with a bowl with four scoops of ice cream <laughs> in it. Would have been enough to fill the full table. He took a couple of wee spoonfuls, sent it on its way, and I seen her face when she I, came I back. I saw you saying that back. I, I thought it was, said said it was too much. It was too much for him. He said, "Oh, but he said I four big scoops." I must have that. Who needs four scoops? Yeah. And, 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 and like that. after they rejected the first sticky toffee, he got another sticky toffee yeah. in front of him. And because got... I ate it. Oh, did you eat <laughs> that? Did you? Of course. Aye, it wasn't. He wouldn't have sent the red back. That's for <laughs> no, sure. He absolutely <laughs> did not. We've got one of these to tell you about. Where is it though? Goal flashes. With M&D Green Pharmacy It's an equaliser for Kilmarnock It was Vassell was involved Watkins was there who got the final touch I think it might have been Marley Watkins With 35 minutes on the clock Dundee won, Kilmarnock won Well order is restored uh, You know it's now a fight for Dundee uh, I didn't get the impression that Kilmarnock would Spend too long a goal behind So another good watch there For Marley Watkins, equaliser Was it one of those was it this fixture earlier in the season I think it was where Derek McInnes got a red card for kick the ball or something yeah, like he, he, come, yeah. he didn't think he was on the pitch I'm not even sure if he definitely was but the referee didn't like it remember yeah. it was a ball up the line uh-huh. I can't recall that yeah. so it was a ball up the line and he from his technical area like kicked it or stopped it he thought it had gone out of play hmm he come um, on the pitch, didn't he? There's, a, there's a, a Celtic loanee that I wonder if we need to keep an eye on because he seems to be doing good things down at Charlie Adams Fleetwood, Boston Lawal. Oh. He's, um, I think, like, you know, sort of pigeonholed as a central defender up here. He's gone to Fleetwood. He seems to be playing in midfield. He's chipping him with some goals. Yeah. He's getting so he's a lot of good feedback. Week. So, oh, there's a big goal in the Premiership. I know it's not one of our featured games, but I'm giving it this. 
Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. St Johnston nil, Livingston one. Andrew Shinney. Everybody says Livy are gone anyway, but they might as well keep fighting away. And maybe they're not. Maybe there is life left in there. Well, the last two defeats this week alone would be enough to deflate anybody. And then you have to go to McDermott Park where Craig Levine is getting a bit of a tune after their win at Pataudry. So to go in the lead takes a lot of character, but it's hanging on. Can they hang on? Now, if they win that, up to 19 points, just four behind Ross County. But Ross County they were game in hand. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're still clawing away, but I don't think it'll be enough. No, I think I don't think they've got enough. I don't even think they've got enough to hold on this afternoon. I think St Johnson will come back into that game. That's uh, the life of those clubs, isn't it? About how inconsistent you can be if St Johnson don't. They, they were pretty good at Pataudry the I other know. night, and <laughs> the, the front two caused a lot of problems. I'm trying to get that to happen on a consistent basis. Consistency is a key word there, Gordon, because uh, you look at a lot of clubs and they just they they've not got the consistency anyway, they need. Is it a big goal or? Is it too little, too late in the context of today? Oh, sorry, in the context of the season. But anyway, Andrew Shinney scored. We'll give that time to find out which level of significance it carries between now and the end of the season. Mm. I want Gianni Infantino <laughs> to give Conor Barron a special mention at the next FIFA Congress because I'm sure he's seen quite a few good goals in his time, but this one from Conor Barron. Quite special. Very, very good. Apparently, learned it. Um, and his loan spell at Brecon. Yep, yep, yep. Is that uh, what they're saying? You liked did. him, didn't Glee you? Part. Oh, I've more than liked him. And everybody I speak to, even after my time at Brecon, who had him, wonderful player. But he, he won't be at Pataudry next year, will he? Because he's he's contract contracts up, up, and it doesn't look like he's signing there. So, wonder where he'll go. You know, I don't think he'll stay in Scotland. I think he'll be off down south. Let's go. One quick reminder of the teaser And we'll wrap up the answers This is your two minute warning If you've not got your correct answers in Listen carefully Can you name five current Scottish Premiership players Who have represented their country At a major tournament And at the Olympics Uh, Mary Lou I think that says 1987 wants to throw in Alistair Johnson No Martin Boyle No Hatati wants to throw in Cameron Carter Vickers. No. Okay, keep your guesses coming. Nice to think there as I was writing. <laughs> oh, we're Jack. Sure. I see Jack's thinking he's gone junior Hoylet. Mm. No? Uh, has no. he played yet? Yeah, he's come on a couple has of he? times. Yeah. Come on midweek for Aberdeen. The only clue I'll give you, you've only got a couple of minutes left. Of the five answers, there are only two nationalities covered here. So mm. get right. th- there we are. Andy the photo doctor next up. He's giving you the Oompa Loompa treatment, Mark Wilson. You'll be getting straight cast into the next <laughs> Willy Wonka I experience. quite like that. I look a bit like the uh, Hugh Grant in the new Wonka film. Yeah. Oh. He plays the Oompa Loompa in that one. You've seen that there. one? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I believe that. Green Hi. hair. So I've, I've seen worse photoshops being sent into this show about me. I don't, <laughs> I've got to say, I, do, I don't like looking at photos. I don't take a good photo. I've got a lot of people come up to me and say, My goodness. Well, Is that what you I really thought, look like? I thought I, I'm glad I said goodness. Uh, you look stunning in real life, but you don't take a good photo. <laughs> I, I've, so you've had a pound for every time that come out of people's mouth. Right. I was in Asda yesterday, and a, a young female come up to me and said that. 
you're stunning looking elderly man she said what, what, what are you on about seriously <laughs> the lie just starts and it just snowballs and it's like we just hear whatever his internal thought process is not realising he's broadcasting to you, many you thousands of people you must play that out in your mind before you spout that I, mean, I can't I've, I've now at the stage I can't tell the truth in I know uh, we, we know that We'll find out now that Aberdeen didn't travel by bus today. <laughs> <laughs> there was a VAR review for a claim. Pen- uh, Commandant <clears throat> thought they were going to get a penalty after a short corner, but not given there. So it stays one all. Dundee one, Kilmarnock one, Rangers nil, Motherwell one. Theo Bear with the goal. <coughs> St Mirren nil, Aberdeen one. Thanks to Connor Barron's very early wonder strike. Hibs nil, Ross County nil, St Johnston nil, Livingstone one. This is when all Celtic fans who have dogs take them out for a walk, in the and stay away from this program, the telly, everything, and just hope that Mother will hang on until five o'clock. Yeah, there's a long way to go. I have to say, there's a but, name from the past, yeah. even though he's still very young. Karamoko Dembele, remember him scoring for Blackpool away at Shrewsbury just before half time. Well, well Mother will have got a name now Get to half time Get in at half time 1-0 Then first 15 in the second half And then start looking at that clock Mark was talking about mm, Do you think a cause for concern though For come on I know Rangers are playing well And everything's positive But that's two games On the bounce What's the first goal one at home, one away. Jeez. You don't want to be making a habit of that. See, no. especially when the pressure starts building. Two's in quite a small sample, though, isn't it? And one of them is, you know, you got to rugby park. You got, got to accept that there, are, you know, there are, there are other teams involved yeah. here. I know we sometimes think that it's all about the big teams' failings, but um, not an easy place to go. There's a big result. I was speaking to Stephen Mill walking in today, our colleague, who's a big Dunfermline fan. Are he was winning? fearing the worst, but they've taken the lead against Ayr. Chris Hamilton on Turned the corner a bit to fair minutes. Yeah, all, all starting maybe at that for how a couple of weeks ago, a couple of signings made them much better. Matty Todd back in the team, another breaking boy back in the team. He's doing really well for Tell them. me something. Right, I don't know what's happened. Nobody has got all answers. All Too answers difficult. on the teaser. Too difficult. There are only four, there are only five answers. There are two nationalities represented. You need four Australians. And one Japanese international. Which sport is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to wonder that. We didn't tell you it was actually the badminton. 1,500 metres, 800. So, four Australian internationals and one Japanese international. That's kind of what we're looking at here. Okay, we'll need to round it off. I'll tell you what, I'll give you, since, it's, since, the podium, three. since the podium's so bare, I'll give you until during the halftime break today. I'll extend it. So, it's five current Scottish Premiership players they've represented their nation at a major tournament and the Olympics and I'm giving you a big clue four of them are Australian one of them is Japanese but of course there are a few Japanese players in the league and there are more than four Australians so that's going to be the difficulty we're just looking for a couple of Aussies there are only three clubs represented within the five as well if that's of any use whatsoever Well, there's one club in particular who's got a real strong Australian connection, yeah, isn't there? Okay, don't, I don't mind that. We're, yeah. we're really desperate for people to get right, this right at name, this stage. Name one gives an initial. Oh um. my goodness. Andy, the photo doctor, has saved the best until last. Willie Wonka himself. Or he says, or is it Wonky Willie? <laughs> it's you, Gordon oh, Deal. No. We've never seen you before. <laughs> That is outstanding. That is really good. I'll need to get that retweeted. Oh, I like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> 
Right, okay, Mark. <laughs> I do like you, but uh, I think you're one well in that as well. Let's get a good photo of you and then just that, that, that's, when you're up. saying you've not, I think that don't take a good photo. I think Andy's, one. I think Andy's put a wee filter on that. I think he's brought out the blue in your eyes. Aye, I, I honestly, think that looks your eyes better. look better in that picture than they do in real trust life. Me, that'll be his profile picture oh, later. And he's in real Instagram. life, they're a bit more bloodshot than that. That's a good tune. Ah, nice nose as well. I like the nose. I certainly reduced that. Yeah. Ah, he's done a great job for you there I'll right. my profile now Game of the day I didn't think you expected Montrose Alawa did you But it's 2 all Just before the break there So that is a, a cracking game A 4 goal thriller Sean With Dillon. Sean Dillon Must Still going 40. strong <laughs> This is where I tell you That Sean Dillon's not that much older Than you Mark no, uh, Maybe young Is he young oh, No he is older I'm pretty sure he's older he can't, 40. He can't be You're 40 Nah yes he's 40 ah, He's a fat boy Sean really Half time Ibrook Sandra McLean Rangers now, Motherwell won the half-time score. Theo Bear's early strike might have this crowd a bit anxious going in at the break. There was a lot of positivity around Ibrox heading into the game, but the visitors provided an early shock. Jack Vale shrugging off John Suter on the right. He was just too strong for him. Then finding Theo Bear around the penalty spot. A first-time finish in off the post to put Motherwell 1-0 up. Nine goals in his last 12 games. For Theo Bear, what a record that is. Liam Kelly then called into action instantly. Nicholas Raskin's shot was straight at him, though. He needed to move a bit more to keep out Mohamed Diamandi's effort from 25 yards. Rangers cranked up the pressure a wee bit after that. Red Van Yilmaz with a dipping effort. That one tipped away by Liam Kelly. Then bodies were on the line as Motherwell had to defend. The ball bouncing around the box. Ross McCausland and Cyril Dessers both having efforts, but... It was kept out. Ross McCausland then forced off injured after being caught on the follow-through by Dan Casey. The Rangers players not happy about the challenge. No free kick was given. McCausland went straight down the tunnel. Fabio Silva came on and forced a Liam Kelly save with a volley not long after taking to the field. Just before that, Blair Spittle had one blocked at the other end before testing Jack Butland with the rebound. But if Rangers are to get three points today, they're going to need to come from behind for the second game running. The half-time score at Ibrox is Rangers nil. Motherwell won. Half-time Easter Road for or Wishart. Yeah, it won't be too long at this uh, halftime report. Gordon Hibernian nil, Ross County nil. Really poor 45 minutes to be honest. Played at the pace of a practice game, one chance at either end. Little to do for either keeper. Hibs most of the ball, no tempo to the game, and allowing County to get behind the ball. Just slow start to the game. County said cautious. Hibs with lots of the ball, but creating nothing until the 17th minute. The first effort at goal by either side. A low my leader shot was straight at George Wickens. The keeper should have saved it comfortably, but he spilled the ball. But he got up quickly to make amends and block the rebound from Amy Marcondes. But Hibs were too slow in a build-up. County dropping off, nine behind the ball, hitting on the break on occasion. But David Marshall, nothing to do as we passed 20 minute marks. And Hibs fans, understandably quiet, needing something to spark the game into life. And the spark nearly came at the other end. We County almost equalised in 25 minutes. A poor pass in midfield by Marcondes was picked up by Latore 30 yards from goal. He drove forward, wasn't challenged, so he decided just to shoot from 20 yards. Struck it well, and it was a good save to his right, pushed away by Marshall. But that was it, chance-wise, nothing else to report. Hopefully we'll see better in the second half, but it couldn't be any worse, to be honest. County will be pretty happy. They've been comfortable at the back. Hibs need to come out and start the second half all guns blazing. Or well, the crowd have been really patient so far and behind their team, they might turn against them. Half-time, Easter Road, Hibernian nil, Ross County nil. OK, where is the next half-time whistle to go? I think it was at the Smyza Stadium. David Friel. Ooh. Technology sounds a bit ropey there. We'll try and get David to clear that up for us. Let's go to Dave Galloway if it is half-time in that one. No, not yet, actually. Dave Galloway's still a little bit behind, I think. A bit of a, a longer 
End to the half. Dundee against Kilmarnock. David Friel, can you hear us now? Yeah, half time gone St Mirren now, Aberdeen won. I tell you what, Gianni Infantino has picked a cracking game to take in. Aberdeen led it, lead at the break, but this has been non stop entertainment. If you've had president in his seat early, he's next to Ian Maxwell, Mike Moraney from the SFA, and just as well he was there because Connor Barn fired Aberdeen ahead after just 62 seconds. What a goal it was. Duke created it, storm and run down the right, fired in across. It was cleared out to Barn, probably 30 yards out, took a touch right into the top corner with his shot what a stunner it was Aberdeen fans went crazy really could tell that Aberdeen got a lift from it on the pitch or competing far better Duke was having a really good game but St Mern did set on certainly with the best the last 25 minutes of the half they probably feel they should have equalised by now Greg Kilty the header save Kyle Bruce then tipped a volley onto the bar from Lewis Jameson Michael Mandron sorry Michael Mandron had an even better chance when he broke free in the box Ah, we've lost him. We've got the gist of it. Let's see if we can go to Den's Park. Yes, we can. Dave Galloway. Halftime, Dundee 1, Kilmarnock 1. There was no sign of a Dundee hangover from their hammering by Celtic on Wednesday night as they made an impressive start. Josh Mulligan's deflected drive from the edge of the box was turned around the post by Will Dennis. And they took the leads, deservedly, deservedly so, after 11 minutes. A good run down the left by Scott Tiffany. He cut inside in his drive, hit the post, then Dennis and in for an OG. Kilmarnock were posing very little threat at this stage against their dominant host Danny Armstrong's free kick from the touchline troubled John McCracken but the danger was cleared. However the visitors turned the game on its head by equalising after 35 minutes. Armstrong's cross was headed back across goal by Joe Wright. Marley Watkins forced the ball in from point blank range. That saw them really pick things up and Danny Armstrong's free kick was turned over by John McCracken and from the resulting corner they had a possible penalty turned down following a VAR review. Dundee certainly started this one the stronger but Kilmarnock definitely finished it the stronger. Half time it's all to play for Dundee 1, Kilmarnock 1. That's us. It's also half-time. St. Johnson nil, Livingston one. Andrew Shinney with the goal there. But we'll do a full roundup of the half-time scores, and I'll give you the answers and the winners to that first half teaser. Nick, the fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores from the Scottish Premiership: Dundee one, Kilmarnock one, Hibs nil, Ross County nil. Rangers 0, Motherwell 1, St Johnston 0, Livingston 1 and St Mirren 0, Aberdeen 1. In the Championship, Airdrie 0, Queen's Park 1, Dunfermline 2, Air United 0, Morton 0, Inverness 2, Partick Thistle 1, Dundee United 0. In League 1, Edinburgh City 0, Cove Rangers 1, Falkirk 0, Annan 0, Kelty Hearts 0, Hamilton Ackies 3, Montrose 2, Alloa 2 and Queen of the South 1, Stirling Albion 1. In League 2, Bonnie Rig Rose 0, Stenhouse Muir 0, Clyde 0, Elgin City 1, Dumbarton 0, Peterhead 0, Stranraer 0, Forfar 0 and Spartans 1, East Fife 1. Finally, the English Premier League, it is Brentford 0 Chelsea 1 Everton 0 West Ham 0 Fulham 2 Brighton 0 Newcastle 2 Wolves 0 Forest 0 Liverpool 0 and Spurs 0 Crystal Palace 0 let me give you the answers because we gave you a little bit extra time this afternoon it was proving very difficult but let's find out if we go anywhere on this 
The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The five current Scottish Premiership players who have represented their country at a major tournament and at the Olympics are Daisen Maeda from Celtic who played for Japan at the World Cup in 2022 and in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Cammy Devlin of Hearts, Australia in the World Cup in 2022 and also the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Kai Rolls, Hearts, Australia at the World Cup and the Tokyo Olympics Keanu Bacchus St Mirren Australia World Cup 2022-2020 Olympics and finally Nathaniel Atkinson Hearts for Australia at the World Cup in 2022 and at the 2020 Olympics I think only one person got it right so the third place space on the podium is empty so is the second place but the top spot's been taken by Derek FM It took him a few guesses, a few attempts But he got there in the end Well done to Derek We'll get the second halves next <laughs>